Alrighty, everybody. Good evening, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving and uh, three pretty good football games on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Um, week thirteen, though, is is uh, around the corner um, as we get closer to the playoffs. But we got to finish up week twelve first. And uh, some weather in the forecast, Wiz. A uh, little rain, a little wind in a couple of spots. Uh, how are you doing, Wiz? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Is there anything in any of those games that look uh, that you've seen weather-wise that could really, uh, you know, um, kind of affect the totals or affect the actual uh, game itself? Yeah, I think I think you got to watch the wind in particular in Cleveland. Uh, the the Buccaneers are visiting the the Browns in Cleveland. Uh, wind gusts expected somewhere 30 to 40 miles an hour in that particular ball game, so I, I pay close attention to that. Um, probably affects the down downfield passing in that particular football game. Uh, looks like we're going to get a little bit of rain and wind here for that Chicago Jets game. Obviously, uh, we're looking at a game where it looks like Justin Fields is not going to be playing in that game. Any other game where I think you could see a little bit of wet weather and some uh, and some wind and rain is going to be in the uh, Washington, D.C. area when the Atlantic Falcons uh, visit the Washington Commanders. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, weather, this is always a tricky time when you have these conditions it could affect uh it could you know make a difference and also could affect uh as it gets closer to the Tennessee football playoffs you know the, these east coast games you're just never quite sure what you're going to get with the with the wind and the rain and the snow eventually and uh it, it definitely is something that you have to keep your eye on and uh you know especially when it comes to defenses and uh and field goal kickers as, as well uh when it comes to that i know it's something that you put a lot of time and effort into, especially. Yeah, I do. And I'm, in some of my leagues, I'm, I'm where I don't have to carry two kickers, but I am actually making making it a point to go back and forth to to make sure. I, I if I'm a little bit concerned about the weather, to make sure I have a second kicker on my roster. Uh, I think it's something that's important. And, and and again, if you think you're going to be in the playoffs, you should be looking at your playoff schedules for your defenses. You should have been doing it already, but if you haven't, uh, it's it's time to start looking at that. Yeah, there's no question about it. So, uh, once you start us off at DraftKings this week, who are you um, looking to play and who are you looking to feed this week? I'm going to tell you, Wiz, you know, I, I think when you look really closely, um, since the first four or so games in the season, Lamar Jackson is really, <clears throat> really, really tailed off in terms of his fantasy performance. Um you know, he's at 8,000, and, you know, again, Rashad Bateman went down a while ago. I'm not sure that Andrews is quite 100%. We know they've been dealing with injuries in that backfield constantly. Uh, he hasn't been running as well as much, and I, I think actually Lamar Jackson is dealing with some injuries himself. Uh, so I'm going to fade Lamar Jackson. That's going to be the quarterback that I'm going to be fading in, in a game um, where, you know, Baltimore, I, I, look, it, they're playing well, no no question about it. But they're, they're winning games. But I don't know that that offense doesn't seem fully kicked into gear. So I, I'm fading him. Uh, as far as quarterbacks, you know where I'm looking to get value from Justin Herbert at seven thousand, uh, Tua at sixty nine hundred. Though I do worry about that game being potentially lopsided and not having him at full throttle all game long. And Geno Smith at six thousand against the Las Vegas Raiders and off his bye week. 
Yeah, so for me, I'm going to say it also, an elite quarterback. I'm going to say it for the first time this year, Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you look at this matchup, it's so interesting to me, right? The Chargers off that wild, emotional comeback victory at the Chargers last week. Next week, at Cincinnati in a game that, you know, they are looking for all kinds of revenge from that AFC championship game. And here they come sandwiched at home against the limping Rams who are either going to play with their second or third string quarterback. I just have a feeling this has ugly game written all over it. So I want to fade Mahomes. I'm going to fade Kelsey when we get the Titans as well, but uh, I'm with you on Tua. I'm also worried about a blowout, but I guess if they get to a blowout point, he's probably going to do a lot of damage to get there. <clears throat> Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, they put him in the shotgun every single play, and he was just throwing it and throwing it and throwing it, and I just think it's going to be a similar game plan where it's difficult to run against the Titans. I don't think they're really going to bother. And um, I want to play two, and I want to play Burrow, and I'm going to fade Pat Mahomes this week at 8,200. Yeah, I think the other thing to remember with uh, Burrow is is that uh, Joe Mixon will not be playing in this particular ball game either. Not that we expect uh, Samaj P. Ryan to have three receiving touchdowns yet again, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to kind of look in that direction uh, in terms of how much he's going to step back and throw the ball. Probably will be a lot less uh, running than we normally accustomed to seeing when Joe Mixon's part of the attack. Yeah, absolutely. Um let me so let me get off let me start off here running back and I want to play I want to play Kenneth Williams uh, sixty nine hundred against the Raiders I want to play Rashad White I don't think DraftKings has caught up to his salary yet he's at fifty one hundred tremendous value I think he's going to get a without Fournette in that game who's been ruled out a a gigantic um, workload. Jeff Wilson is going to be a highly owned player, but I still am willing to, you know, concede that at 5,900. I just think the value is too good. And I think in the game that I just mentioned, I think Kieran Williams is slowly but surely taking over the lead back uh, for the Rams. And I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he caught five, six, seven passes in his game. So I want to play him at 4,900. And I just want to say Kamara. He's a great player, but at 7,300 against the 49er defense, I just want to look elsewhere at running back. So my fade's going to be Kamara. Yeah, I'm right with you on the fade on Kamara. I'm going to add uh, Nick Chubb to that mix. Uh, 7,800 if we are talking about wins that are in the forecast right now. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who do have one of the better uh, rush defenses in the league, they will stack that box and allow Jacoby Brissett to try and beat them. So uh, on that basis, I'm going to fade uh, the great Nick Chubb in this particular ball game. I just think the way it ends up playing out is, you know, it'll be, it'll, if if in fact the weather is bad, it's going to be stacked boxes for uh, for Mr. Chubb. Um, as far as where you're going to find value, I, I agree with you completely uh, in terms of the price range. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. no most at 5,900. I'm with you with White as well. Uh, Latavius Murray, I'm willing to give him a shot at 5,000. I also like Brian Robinson this week. You know the. The Washington Washington Commanders are have won five out of the last foot, foot, six football games. They've really gotten that run game going where they're not afraid. They don't, they don't want Tyler Haneke to throw the ball 45, 50 times a game. They're utilizing that rushing attack. Atlanta's not particularly strong against the run. I like Brian Robinson at 5,100 as well, Wiz. All righty. So why don't you take us out of receiver? What are your thoughts there? 
Ah, receiver. Well, Debo Samuel's coming into this game. Um, New Orleans, they may have Lattimore back. I'm waiting to see that uh, officially. But um, at 6,800, just the fact that he's not 100%, he's kind of... Three game, three practices in a row. He's he's kind of been minimized a bit in terms of his activity. Uh, so that's a player I'm going to fade at receiver. I am big time sixty nine hundred on on T Higgins. Uh, you you talked about Joe Burrow. Uh, Christian Kirk is a player that has appeared in this podcast quite frequently. Depending on the matchup, Baltimore is not particularly effective against the pass. Um, their linebackers are getting stronger with that trade for Roquan Smith. Their front. Front seven is overall better. Uh, obviously, they got Jason Pierre Paul as well, but I don't know. I like Christian Kirk, 6,500. They're off the bye week. I think he'll be very active in this particular game. Um, yeah, that's a player I like. And, you know, we've talked about Josh Palmer as well. And at 5,900, no Mike Williams. Herbert likes the player. Uh, you'll you'll see him put up numbers again this week, Was For me, I'm also going to play a charger receiver. I'm going to play Keenan Allen. I, I think at 6,100, his value is good. I think, you know, the second game off the long absence with the injury, I think will be a lot more used and a lot better. So I want to play him at 6,100. I really want to use a lot of offensive players in the Raiders Seahawks game. So I want to play Tyler Lockett at 6,200. Uh, Pittsburgh has had a lot of difficulty covering slot receivers, and Paris Campbell and Matt Ryan seem to have a tremendous connection. So at 4,300, I think he's an absolute must-play. And two receivers that I want to fade kind of in the same price range. Once again, I'm going to keep beating the drum on this. Deontay Johnson has been invisible. Uh, Pickens has taken over as, as, the, as the most explosive receiver, uh, at least from Kenny Pickett's perspective, and that's what matters. So I want to fade Deontay Johnson at 5,200, and here comes Patrick Satan, and he's going to be covering DJ Moore, and that means an auto fade for me on DJ Moore at 5,000. I completely agree with you on, on DJ Moore. I just, uh, yeah, that, that that's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to it's a t- difficult ball game uh, in, in general. Um, that that that's going to be one of those slugfests on on the lower end of the scoring side. But uh, Patrick Sertan has been very very strong on his defensive effort against top receivers this year. All righty, and I'm going to go to a tight end position where I think there is just a. A load of value. This is really where I think like you want to get some value, get some ownership leverage as well. I'm fading Kelsey in this game that I think is going to be ugly. Now, you know when you play the when you fade a player like Travis Kelsey, honestly, if he catches, you know, eight passes for 78 yards and doesn't score, that's a successful fade at him at 7700. It's difficult to you know completely donut him, but I, I just want to fade him what I think is going to be a, an ugly game in general, considering the um, the dynamics of the Chargers last week and who they're playing next week. And I just think there's value all over the board at tight end. I'm just going to give a few, but I'm sure you will have others. And, and if not, then you probably agree with one or two of mine. I want to play Freemuth at 49. I think he's 4,300. I want to play him, just a, uh, another player who just a good connection with Pickett. Uh, Everett, I want to play at 4,400 back um, without Mike Williams. And they're they're playing the Cardinals, and they just can't cover the tight end. And Juwan Johnson, just tremendous value, I feel, at 3,400, who just keeps showing up in the box score week in, week out. And uh, 
I just feel it's going to be a game where the Saints are going to be coming from behind and throwing the ball a lot. So I think he's great value at 3,400. Yeah, look, we talked about it. If you look at the last five weeks, he's the number two producing tight end in, in fantasy. It's uh, quite a remarkable story. He's really more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. He's running a lot of the kind of the Mike Thomas type routes. Uh, but yeah, he's been extremely effective. So I like the call there, Wiz. Um, Against the Saints, who are number two in fantasy um, against tight ends, so for that reason. And you just never know how the 49ers are going to employ George Kittle from game to game. There are times where they just have him up on the line, where he's just doing more blocking. Last game, you know, obviously he was going against the Cardinals. We talked about that. Two touchdowns. He had a big effort. But I'm going to fade him this week uh, at 5,300 because of the Saints' prowess against tight ends. Uh, I'm right with you on Everett. Uh, and I'm going way down with two guys at 3,100 bucks. Uh, I think the jet passing attack, it's going to have to be more short passes, particularly in this game. Zach Wilson uh, generally has trouble hitting the side of a barn, uh, but Mike White, I think, will be a little bit more effective. So Tyler Conklin at 3100 and as well at the same price point, uh, $3,100. Uh, there's a lot of injuries to the receiving core for the Cardinals, and McBride last week did catch multiple balls. He had four catches only for 13 yards, but I think he'll be – Active in this offense, especially it looks like no Rondell Moore and no Greg Dortch in this game was. All righty. Um, and what do you got for your break the slate DraftKings special? Yeah, look, it, it's uh, what I saw from Sky Moore the other night, especially with uh, Kadarius Tony uh, not part of the attack. The hamstring has come back to bite the man again. And at 3,000, I'm going to take a shot on Sky Moore, Wiz. And I'm going to go for a receiver who I just think is a terrific receiver and has just been absent due to a, a horrific rapport with his quarterback who's going to get a new lease on life this week. And I want to play Elijah Moore at 3,500, a player who I just love um, and has just been not utilized the right way. And uh, he was open early and often against that great Patriot defense last week and. uh to your point, Zach Wilson was throwing dirt balls, throwing them late. So I think Elijah Moore could have a pretty big game tomorrow. So he's going to break the slate player at 3,500. Yeah, look, in non-Zach Wilson started games by Jet quarterbacks, whether that be Joe Flacco or Mike White, 100 yards more of passing yards per game uh, than when Zach Wilson is under center. Uh, and additionally, a Jet offense is scoring somewhere in the neighborhood of nine points more per game. I, I mean... I don't know what more Robert Saleh needs to look at, but uh, he's made the change. Uh, I think it's a, a change that's necessary. Perhaps Wilson learns from it, but uh, I think the Jet offensive players will benefit from this. All right, so when we get to the games this weekend, um, how many games are you looking at, sides and totals? We'll take that on first. Uh, so take us out there. Tell us the games you love, uh, if anything, this weekend. Yeah, no no double plays, but there's three games I'm looking at. I'm going to go with the Dolphins coming off their bye week against the Texans. The Texans come in with Kyle Allen playing quarterback this week. Davis Mills was horrific. I'm sure he will look a little bit better and, and be 
uh, a little bit more effective than Davis Mills has been of late, but 13 and a half points. I'm going to lay those 13 and a half points. I think the Dolphins will will, will take care of the uh, Texans in, in easy manner. Uh, Washington, we talked about it. I liked them last week. I like them again this week. I think they're going to run the football. Uh, that It has started to move in the direction. When I looked at the line, it was four. I believe it's down to three and a half now, but I like the Washington Commanders against Atlanta. Uh, I, I always, <clears throat> I don't trust these dome teams when they go on the road, and particularly if there's some weather to worry about. But uh, Ron Rivera has his team playing particularly well. And uh, the no respect continues for the Titans, Wiz. I just have a feeling uh, that the Titans, they're going to carry that momentum from the last game. They played a a superb ball game against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, They're getting one and a half points at home against the Bengals. Uh, But I'm going to take the Titans uh, getting one and a half at home against the Bengals, Wiz. Alrighty, so uh, it's, it, to me, it was it's a pretty tough slate. Um, a lot of backup guys playing, quarterback situations up in the air. Uh, I feel a lot better about a few of my player props this week. <clears throat> but as far as a, a game that's concerned, I want to take a stab with the Raiders uh, against the Seahawks. Um, I know the Seahawks are coming in off a bye, and they're at home, and I know it's a – they play well at home, and the road teams have difficulty. But I don't know. I, I just feel that that game that the Raiders came back and won last week, they may carry that momentum, momentum over a little bit. And I, while I respect the Seahawks, I, I just don't feel they're as good as maybe what their record is and the points rated for has moved up to four. So I, I want to take the Raiders plus four points as my one play of the week. All right. Interesting. Yeah, that's an, going into a tough place to play. Uh, not easy to have confidence in the Raiders on a week-to-week basis, but uh, that's an interesting play, Wiz. All right, so I'll take us out to player props. I, I just want to play these two tight ends. Uh, if Logan Thomas plays, I want to play over Logan Thomas, but he's questionable and there's no lineup on him. So I'm just going to give my one double play out. The line is out on on Gerald Everett. I want to play him over 37.5 receiving yards. They have been unable to stop the tight end. Uh, the Cardinals are just brutal against the tight end. They're they're like a fast defense, and they um, they overreact a lot of times to play action and different type of things. That really makes it easy for the tight end to get open down the field. And I think with them worrying about Keenan Allen and, of course, uh, Austin Eckler, I think it's just a perfect matchup. So give me Austin, uh, give me um, Gerald Everett over 37 and a half receiving yards as a double play for me, prop play this week. All right, excellent. Uh, I have four prop bets. Um, uh, the first one is going to be uh, Austin Eckler, over 37.5 yards receiving. Uh, the second one is Jeff Wilson Jr., over 80.5 yards rushing. I think it's just going to be a very busy game for Mr. Wilson. Uh, I'm going to go under 213.5 yards passing for Tyler Henneke. I think, like I said, I think they're going to be running the football frequently. And Cortland Sutton is basically the only show in town for the Denver Broncos. Uh, while I like this young Carolina defense, uh, that's where the ball is going to be going. Over 62 and a half yards receiving for Cortland Sutton this week was. All righty. Good stuff. I like uh, it. Yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, as we head to week 12, you know, jockeying for the playoffs, exciting stuff. So good luck on everything. Uh, we are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud and we're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Wiz, good luck uh, on the weekend. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, in an interesting week 12 because we have three less games because we just had all uh, we had three games so you got seven one o'clock games 
four four o'clock games, and obviously a Sunday and Monday. So, Wiz, enjoy the games, and we will speak next week. You got it.